Um, but I do want to um, uh, see if you guys remember, um, Apostle preached a message last, last November. Um, last November, right before the New Year's came in, um, and it was titled The Mystery of the Body. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but uh, he really, um, before he got into the message like he normally does, he um, prophetically shared some things about the season that many of us were in at the time, or many of us were about to head into as the New Year came in. And I don't know if you remember that. Those are like the, the good, good nuggets. If you take notes before the message starts, get those things and write them down because you definitely want to remember what the Lord is saying. Um, but he was saying that there will be a season of warfare, a season of warfare. But this is not a warfare season where we'll be trying to get the victory. He said this will be a season of warfare where we will war from a displayed dimension. Y'all remember that? where we will war from a display dimension, where our warfare will be to display the victory that God has already won through Jesus Christ. Okay? He said all that, and he said a, a couple other things here. Um, but 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, <clears throat> and this is just the intro here. You can throw that up if you like. You don't, this is not the foundational scripture, but um, just to touch on what he was saying, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, uh, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's victory that he has already given. Amen. So you remember those, those prophetic words that displayed dimension. So I'm bringing this up for a reason. So just follow me here. Um, many times we do hear prophetic words like that. But um, and we get excited for the moment, but then we soon forget what was spoken. And so if you think back, how many of us can say that since then or since last year, since November, since we heard that word, that we've gone into or we've been in this warfare kind of place? Can anybody attest to that? <laughs> He's like, yes, um, absolutely. And myself as well, many of us. Now, the question is, have you been warring or fighting to get victory through this? I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to so one thing after another. I'm, going, I'm just going to push through from that, from that defensive standpoint. Or have we truly been warring from a place that displays the victory that God has already won through all the warfare? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Now, I said all that, but I'm not going to be talking about warfare and, and victory today. But it does tie into the message that I am going to speak about. And so um, it's an important point to make um, because of what God has for me to share with you. And so now um, you can pull up Matthew 6 and 33, and everybody's familiar with this scripture. If you want to stand, you could stand. It's just one scripture I'll read, and then we'll kind of go into the word. Matthew 6 and 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. It's not a coincidence. They sung seek first, as always it happens. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, it's gonna, my message is probably going to sound a little bit off, but this is kind of a foundation for where I'm going. So just remember the order of this particular scripture. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Second half of that is, and then all these things shall be added unto you. 
So, Father God, we just bless you and we praise you, Lord God, for this time, this evening, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you will speak, oh Lord God, expressly. Oh Lord God, fill this house with your glory. Oh Lord God, fill this house with your word. Let hearts be touched. Let hearts be moved to repentance. Oh Lord God, let minds be renewed. Lord God, by the washing of your word, Lord God, bring us back to a place where you would have us to be. Oh Lord God, where we are worshiping and we are thankful and we are giving you glory and honor and praise, oh Lord God, that you may pour into us. Have your way on this evening and move how you want to move. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats. Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if we think about the kingdom of God, we know that the kingdom is all about exchange. Okay? The way that God operates, his principles, everything about his kingdom is about making exchanges. And tonight, I want to talk about a very important exchange. And if you want to throw a title on this message, it would be the Thanksgiving Exchange. The Thanksgiving Exchange. I don't think we can talk enough about it or be reminded about the importance and the power in giving thanks. I know um, Minister uh, Javante was speaking on the words that come out of our mouth. Uh, recently, um, Pastor Pratsina was talking about dwelling place. Amen. Elder Marcia was preaching uh, recently on praise. And, and so all these things kind of fall in line. Apostle was even talking about <clears throat> worship, even. And so I want to talk about this important exchange. Now, we're going to first talk about what I want to call the great exchange, the great exchange. And if you want to put up 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, and then we'll do verse 21. <clears throat> Excuse me, you got it up there already. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, verse 18, who hath reconciled, everybody say reconciled, us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Everybody say reconciliation. Reconciliation. We can skip down to verse 21. And this is a key verse here. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In this verse right here, um, if you look at verse 21, He has made, God has made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. So this passage of scripture points out the great exchange, or we can say the greatest exchange, amen, when God reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Verse 21 says that God made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Why is this considered the great exchange? Because God didn't just forgive us of our sins. There was an exchange that happened, right? He imputed the perfect righteousness of his son to us. So the exchange is this. Jesus took all of our guilt and all of our sin, and in exchange, we got his perfect righteousness standing before God. Now, that's a great exchange. That's a great exchange. I wanted to start off with that great exchange um, because there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that we can say. There's nothing that we can give God that will be greater than that. Amen? 
Amen. And so if we look at the word reconciliation, um, we often think of restoration, how God has restored us back to himself through Jesus. But another definition of reconciliation or to reconcile in the Greek, it actually means to exchange. Um, and it's referring to money exchanging, but it's the same word that Paul used in this, in this passage here, exchange. So again, when God reconciled us back to himself, he made an exchange. Now, I want you to follow me um, because I'm going somewhere. So I want to, again, to start out with this exchange because, again, there is nothing that we can give God that's going to be greater than what he's already done for us. This was done from the beginning. So everything that God really wants to give us is already given in eternity. We just have to walk it out, amen, as we live this life. Amen. And um, I do want to shift now into our part or our responsibility of this Thanksgiving exchange. So Thanksgiving is a two-way street. It's a two-way supply. We give thanks to God, and in return, we get. Right? You follow me? We give thanks to God, and in return, God gives us something. Now, I'm not saying that God is a genie, follow me, and I'm not saying that we can manipulate him to give us things. But remember, the kingdom of God is all about exchange, and there is power in our thanks. And there's so many scriptures that back that up, so let's go to some. We can start with Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, and this is really just a general scripture that applies to really everything. Galatians 6 and 7, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's an exchange. Amen? Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, in just the first part of this, we'll touch on the rest later, give and it shall be given unto you. That's an exchange. We can look at Psalms 107 verse 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Now, pay attention to the order of these scriptures. It starts with us. Amen. We can look at uh, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, everybody say, with thanksgiving, present your request to God or make your request be made known unto God. Verse 7, here's the exchange. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, thanksgiving is a two-way exchange. We give and then we get. Are you seeing the pattern here? So let's go to Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 3, and we know this scripture as well. And this is a, a major exchange. This is probably a, the clearest exchange out of all the scriptures that I have read. But I do just want to read it for you real quick. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, here's the exchange, to give them beauty for ashes, 
the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. You see the exchange? Notice the order of the exchanges in the verses. And we can look at verse 3 in that passage there. I must give up or I must first exchange my ashes in order to get beauty. Right? I must give up mourning. I must exchange mourning in order to get the oil of joy. I must let go of the spirit of heaviness in order to obtain that garment of praise. The exchange begins with me giving something first. Now, again, I already laid the foundation where God gave the ultimate exchange. So we already know that's done. But here, while we live in this earth, we need to have a mindset of I am responsible for giving an exchange or initiating this exchange first. So this is why I use Matthew 6 and 33 to seek first the kingdom and then all this will be added. It starts with us and there is power in our thanksgiving. I'm tying all this into thanksgiving, so keep that in mind. Amen. So I mentioned at the beginning of this message the prophetic word that Apostle released back in November because I believe, again, it goes along with this Thanksgiving exchange. Now, if we are called to give thanks first, if we are called to initiate the giving first, then that means that no matter what is going on around us, Thanksgiving should be flowing from our mouths at all times. So when he spoke about the warfare going forth and how if we position ourselves properly, we will be displaying the victory that God has already won. That's what he's talking about, being thankful in all things. So when I'm thankful while I'm going through trials and tribulations, when I am constantly thanking and praising God while I'm going through warfare, I am now able to effectively display God's victory. People can actually see the victory that God has already given on my life. People can look at me and know the situation and see how my posture has not changed, see how my focus has not shifted, and see how I'm continually blessing the Lord through it all, which means that I'm not fighting to try to get the victory, but I'm displaying the victory that God has already given me. And so when people see this, they are now empowered to do the same. He spoke in that message that people look at you and they want to put that on. They want to put that on. So when people see this, they're empowered to do the same. I'm not walking around talking about my issues. Yes, you want to mention it. And we bring our petitions unto God. But that's not the focus. And that's not how we display victory. They now, when people see us walking in that and displaying God's victory, they are now able to see beyond their cross and move into that same victory. And that's what it's all about. First Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is actually the will of God. Thanksgiving. Who knew <laughs> something so simple? People wondering, well, what is what is God's purpose for my life? What is God's will for my life? First Thessalonians, give thanks in all things. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hallelujah. All the scriptures, um, a lot of the scriptures that I have here are speaking just towards that, giving thanks. So we can go into some of them. We know that we 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, according to Psalms 104. And it says to give thanks and to praise his name. We know that in Psalms 9 and 1, it says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. We, we, we uh, sung about that. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Giving thanks in all situations, again, displays God's victory. There is power in our thanksgiving. Can we say that? There's power in our thanksgiving. Hallelujah. So I want to go back to our responsibility to initiate this Thanksgiving exchange. And I want to use an example. And it is, um, it's a practical example, but I think visuals help. Now, for, for right now, we can, um, you can, you can go ahead and set it up. You can go ahead and set it up. You can face the chairs this way. You can face the chairs this way. I'm going to ask for three volunteers in just a moment. But, um, you know, get ready. And you can put the chair, you can put the fan. Yeah. You can put the fan, like, right here in front of this chair. Hmm? Y'all bear with us. Amen. Amen. So we're looking at this fan right here. And so uh, the importance of this, again, we're talking about exchange and how we are to initiate, right? We are to initiate the giving. We initiate the giving and then we get, right? And so if we look at this fan here, this fan here is not plugged up to a power source or anything like that. And Marcia, you can be my person for right now. Um, But Without the plug being plugged into the source, nothing's happening, as you can see. Now, without a person physically taking that cord and plugging it in, the fan will not blow, right? So that person now has to take the initiative to give the effort, right, to plug in the fan. The person has to give the effort of plugging up that cord. Now, you can have a seat right there. Don't plug it up. Or don't turn it on, I say. You can, you can have a seat right here. Now, just imagine this. Minister Marche, she can sit here and she can stare at the fan, wondering why it's not working. She can fuss at the fan and complain about how she's hot, how she's sweating. She can talk about how she needs air. She can talk about how she needs refreshing, how she needs the wind to blow from the fan so that she can benefit from the fan. But without her taking the initiative to take that cord and plug it up, nothing that she is in need of will be given. So she's not going to be able to benefit from that plan, that fan. And again, nothing that she wants from that fan will be able to be given because she didn't take initiative. Now, what is this a picture of? This is a picture of somebody who is waiting for God to drop stuff out of the sky. Well, if I just had this in place, I would bless them. Well, if, I, if, if, if this one thing could come through, I would shout around this church. If I could just get this breakthrough, God, I will bless you and I'll never stop. This is a picture of that person where I have to wait for something in order for me to give something. Now, God has given us all things already, but we have to take responsibility in the giving. It is a two-way exchange. She's going to sit here, and we can talk, and we can murmur, and we complain about all of our issues, but I'm not going to benefit from that fan unless I take initiative to give. Unless I take initiative to give. 
But when that person finally takes initiative to give first, when that person understands that the Bible says give, like we said in Luke 6, and it shall be given, when they understand that, that principle and how the kingdom operates through exchange, they will automatically and willfully give first. They'll give that effort of plugging that fan into the power source. And you can plug it on up. She'll give that effort of plugging that fan into the power source. And then, as a result, she will be able to benefit from the fan. That person now is not hot and sweaty anymore. <laughs> that person can finally, uh, can finally uh, get the wind to blow on them. That person can get the air that they were longing for, all because they made up in their mind that they were going to give first. This is the point that I'm driving in. This is the point that I'm driving home. And we're going to move into, um, you can put up Luke 6 and 38. Oh, you got it up there already. But as I mentioned earlier in the Bible, um, and before I go into that, can I get three more? Can I get, let me get three more people. Thank you, Spain. Thank you, Juan. Thank you, the Singletary. Now, y'all can actually stand up right here. Y'all three could just stand up right here next to the chair. Now, we're going to turn that off for a second. Can I get one more person to work the fan so she won't have to keep getting up? Thank you. And y'all can face them. Y'all can face them. So now I want to get into really what the point of all this is for. Because, um, and God really blessed me with this. As I mentioned earlier, the Bible says in Luke 6 and 30. Eight, give and it shall be given unto you. Correct? We give. She's given the initiative and now it will be given unto you. But it also says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. Now there is so much in that scripture, but I want to focus on that running over part. That running over part. So we have the four chairs here. We got the three volunteers. So uh, when I started this message, I stated that it's a two-way street. This Thanksgiving is a two-way supply. But what's great about God is he doesn't just want to bless one person. We got to think about this collectively here. Although he'll bless you personally and meet your need personally, he's, his greatest desire or his greater desire is to bless a people. So watch this. So you've taken the initiative now to plug the fan in. So what is that symbolic of? I'm taking the initiative to bless the Lord. I'm taking the initiative to be thankful. I'm giving God thanks. I'm giving God praise. I'm just grateful for who he is, not just for what he's doing for me, but for who he is. I'm praising him and thanking him because he's God. I've taken the initiative. The fan is now plugged up, right? So there's three different levels on that fan. She's taking the initiative, okay? First level is good measure. Can you turn that fan one notch? Good measure, right? So she feels the air. She may still be hot. Is that the first? Oh, that's blowing. Bless the Lord. It's a good fan. Good measure. She feels the air. She's, she may still be hot because it just now came on, but she's starting to feel the result of her thanksgiving right? Second level is pressed down and shaken together. Let's turn it up again. 
So now she's starting to benefit from the fan. You can tilt it up some. Now she's starting to actually benefit from the fan. So now <clears throat> she's not hot anymore. She's not sweating anymore. Now she's in a comfortable position. Now the needs that she had are being met. The needs that she had to feel the wind of God, the need that she had to be refreshed, the need that she had to be cooled off and to be in a comfortable place in life. Now her needs are met. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. But then the third level is running over. So let's turn it up a notch. And Miss Singletary, you can have a seat. No, you have to, <laughs> you have to do that. Miss Toya, you can sit down. Just Miss Toya. So now we're on the third level of running over. Can you feel the air? Oh, you can feel the air too. Okay. So the third session, the, the third um, part is running over. Now the fan is on full blast. She is good. And as a matter of fact, she's great. But... She's getting her refreshing, and it's overwhelming now. Now it's spilling over, and it's almost too much for her to handle. And so God desires for it to be just like that. So now Miss Toya can feel the overflow. Juan, you can have a seat. Can you feel the air? So now Juan is feeling the overflow. Spank, you can have a seat. Can you feel the air? Can you feel it from way back there? Be honest, be honest. That wind is on full blast. Now he is able to feel the overflow. So not only are her needs met, but the needs of Miss Toya are being met. The needs of Juan is being met. The needs of Spank are being met. Why? All because she decided to take initiative to give thanks. When we think about this life, when we're walking with God, it's about me, 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 me. But God is looking at a people. God wants to spill over on a people. And so when I take initiative, I'm going to get good measure. I'm going to get pressed down and shaken together. But I'm also going to get running over. So what that means is that everybody attached to me now is going to feel the running over of God. Everybody that I'm in fellowship with in church is now going to get that spillage, that overage. The generations that are coming behind me now are now going to be able to benefit from this fan. It's gonna, they're going to be able to benefit from my thanksgiving this is why we shouldn't take lightly giving thanks we should not take lightly giving thanks all of my needs are provided god has given it all but it ain't just about me god wants to bless a people hallelujah provide for my brothers and sisters in christ provide for those generations that are coming after me my thanksgiving started out as a two-way exchange and it ended up being becoming a web of blessing overflowing from me to all that surround me why should we give thanks? Why should I initiate the giving? This is why. Because God wants to overflow. God wants us to run over where we don't have enough room to receive it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a great exchange. If we look at, and, and thank you guys, thank you guys uh, for helping me with that. But if we look at 2 Corinthians 4, 15 and 16, it says, all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow. Everybody say overflow, overflow. to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are renewed day by day. Excuse me. 
Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, So then, just as you receive Christ Lord, or Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Everybody say overflowing with thankfulness. God is looking for an overflow of thanksgiving so that he can overflow us with his blessing. So he can overflow us with himself. God wants us overflowing with thankfulness just like he gives us running over in return. It is an exchange in the kingdom. Somebody shout give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Hallelujah. Can we bless the Lord for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I open up my mind to knowing God's actual plan that is not just about me, who's attached to me, who is coming behind me, then I won't have a problem giving God thanks. I won't have a problem with giving God thanks. And it ties into what Apostle was saying because through that warfare, that's the time that we need to give God thanks even more. Even more be thankful in all things because that is the will of the Lord for our life. Hallelujah. 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 God is so good. God is so good. Now, again, like I mentioned, I'm going to kind of turn here and this is the last part of what I want to say today. Um, I'm going to kind of close with this because we understand the importance of giving, but we need to really understand giving thanks, excuse me, but we cannot forget that there's a price to pay when we're not thankful. This is not just a, I don't want you to take this word as just a light, easy word because there, there are consequences. There's, a, there's an exchange when we're not thankful as well. And we need to keep that in mind too. And so if you can put up Romans chapter 1 verses 20 through 32, and I'm going to read all the verses, so just bear with me. But please pay attention. And point out the exchanges in this. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. But because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Here's the exchange. Because they were not thankful, because they did not glorify God as God. It says, wherefore... God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, that means because of, because they were not thankful, because they did not glorify God as God. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. 
men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense or that payment of their error, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, another exchange, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That last part speaks of those that are watching those that are doing all these things and are having pleasure. Look at the exchange here. Now think about this world. We look at all the sin and all the deceitfulness and all the evil and all this stuff going on, and we never equate that to us not being thankful, to us not giving thanks. But because they knew God but did not glorify him as God and were not thankful, this was the exchange. This is the exchange. It's not a light thing. When you're not thankful, young people, this is, talk, we're talking to everybody in here. It's not a light thing when you're not thankful. And not only thankful for what God does for you, but thankful because he's God. There's always an exchange. The kingdom of God is always about exchange. It's a two-way exchange. And not being thankful is also a two-way exchange. There is a price to pay for not being thankful. And for not glorifying God as God. Don't take it so lightly. And don't brush off Thanksgiving with an overflow of complaining. We need to examine ourselves even now. Even through this warfare season. Where do I stand here? Have I been thankful in all things? Have I been complaining and murmuring? Have I been just so stressed out and consumed with the cares of this world that has been choking the word? Have I disconnected from fellowship and coming to church because there's so many things going on? we got to examine ourselves because an exchange is coming if it has not already started. There are major consequences that we'll reap if we're not thankful. But, of course, the blessing in all this is that we can renew our minds right now. We can repent right now. We can make up in our minds right now to be thankful. God has given us another opportunity to repent, to turn, and to now go forward in thanksgiving and giving that initiative first. With our whole hearts, with everything in us, everything that God has given us is great. But we want to bless the Lord because he's God. Amen. And we can stand to our feet. That's all that I have. But I really wanted to drive that home because... There's consequences on either end. And this is something that we can carry with us throughout our life. Throughout our life. It's not just praising God for what he's done. It's it's praising him because he's God. It's being thankful. Giving him thanks in all things. We can take this time right now. And just take a moment. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We know that all things work together for good 
to them that are the called according to the purpose of God. All things, no matter how bad it may seem, it works for our good. And there's a purpose behind God allowing us to go through these things. And that's why he says, be thankful in every circumstance. But if you found yourself even in this last season today or whenever in these last couple of months or what have you, or just been in a state of un unthankfulness, ungratefulness, you find yourself being, it's hard to praise God because you're so consumed with everything that's going on around you. And you want to repent today. The altar is open. The altar is open. You can come. 